Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Monday, February 3rd, 2010. This is Season 6, Episode 5. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing good. My hot take for this week is that the Red Sox are going to go the entire season without a manager, apparently. Nice. Like, they're just never going to hire somebody to replace Alex Cora, and they're just, it's just going to be a free-for-all on the field. I saw that the last time the Red Sox went this long without a manager was, like, 1864 or something like that. Right, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. (laughs) Right, and that was because of the Civil War, probably. Exactly. Well, they'll just have a player manager, Dustin Pedroia. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or they'll, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. will just take turns managing. They'll have like celebrity managers for games. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. Manager Will Ferrell. Right. Manager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, it'll Rachel just be like they'll unveil the manager before every single game. And it'll be like a whole thing. You know, it'll be like a big marketing ploy. <laughs> you can like join a lottery to, like, manage the Red Sox for a game, you know? Could be the right. new fast singer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then people realize that managing is easy and you don't actually need a manager. Right. The manager is, like, a completely, like, useless position at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary. Awesome. All right, we also have special guest returning... Uh, is Marin. Marin, how's it going? Hi, Joel and Sam. This is Marin coming at you from Portland. My hot take this week is that the best Super Bowl commercial, in my opinion, goes to the Rocket Mortgage Jason Momoa shedding his skin. It was super creepy and unsettling. Yeah. And Lisa Bonnet's <laughs> appearance at the end was pretty priceless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like that he just kind of kept his entire, like, super confident stare smile thing that he does just like the entire time and it was fucking disgusting and weird it felt very uncomfortable (laughs) yeah i wasn't even paying attention to the tv at that point until i saw the disgusting body dysmorphia going on (laughs) i had no idea what the commercial was actually for because i was too distracted by what was happening Exactly. So maybe Who's that's the most that? effective commercial ever, but... Yeah, now I want to get a mortgage from this company. I like the Boston accent park the car commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Jen yeah, from the office. That was a yeah. That's also because you're wearing your Patriot shirt. Yeah, that's true. I bet you liked that Hulu ad, too. Oh, the Tom Brady? Excuse me. Yeah, the Tom Brady one. <laughs> yeah. Why did I just put this? It's like force of habit to wear Patriots gear for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) this is the first time in four years they haven't been there or some shit like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've got some things to say about that. Let's actually, let's move on. Remember that, though, because I had had some questions about that. Uh, Coming at you from Champaign, my name is Joel. My hot take, okay, because this is going to be a hot take. 
the halftime show. I did not watch the halftime show. That's when I was actually, I'd left the ball I was watching the game at and was driving home. And then I get home and I log on to Twitter and the entire internet has lost its goddamn mind about this halftime show. And I never realized that all the Twitter bots that I follow on the internet are so goddamn horny all the time. <laughs> Joe, we've had this conversation before. That's what the internet is. But <laughs> just everyone on the internet is horny all the time. That's just the way it is. Like and the enti- all by entire have been removed. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm like, no, no judgment of the actual halftime show because I didn't go see it. But these people need something better to do with their time. Every single one of them was like. Hold on, I have to go to the bathroom for a minute. I'll be back. Or just like gross gifts of taking people like unzipping their pants. It was bad. Yeah. There's a way to there's a way to talk about the halftime show and be tasteful. That just sounds gross. That's what I'm saying. And it was all it was all like their immediate reactions. That was the thing that really took me aback. Yeah. Cause now it's been twenty four hours and now we're talking about like the history of Afro-Caribbean culture, something like that. Which is great. I I just... That's what we're talking about 24 hours later. The moment afterwards. Later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, everybody, thanks for listening to last week's shows. We talked about the death of Kobe Bryant. Talked about the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, did our Super Bowl preview, which, since Sam and I don't watch any NFL football, it didn't really matter. And the Seahawks... Yeah, that was like, uh, you know anything about these two teams? Yeah, that was the least informed <laughs> Super Bowl, like, run-up show ever. That's what we do. We also had the C-Block where we talked about the Redwall books. Man, you should check that one out. Oh, dang. I missed that one. We, we can talk about Redwall again. I feel like that's You should it. have Dad in on that one. Yeah, <laughs> we will. There's like a lot of content to talk about. Yeah, there yeah. is. We did talk about the accents. Our dad would read us the Redwall books. Nobody can do... Is it the mole? I don't remember. The moles. Nobody moles can do have a really weird accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the best mole accent. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great C block. Check out those C blocks um, <laughs> on all of your listening devices. You can listen to us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. So thanks a lot. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription, and tell your friends. This is ostensibly a baseball podcast. Sometimes we spend 45 minutes talking about children's literature. Yay. All right. <laughs> 45 All right. minutes that episode was? Jesus. <laughs> we had a lot to talk about. Um, okay, but let's get to the headlines. You guys ready? Yeah, yep. Let's uh, get to it. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs of Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri, FYI. The Chiefs defeated... Yeah. 
The Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers 31-20 to in the 51st running of the Bulls, I mean Super Bowl, last night. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes won game MVP, and coach-slash-Wilford Brimley lookalike Andy Reid won his first Super Bowl in 21 years of coaching. So, most important question of the evening. Which player of either team would make for the best character on The Simpsons? Uh, I have a few opinions on this one. Uh, my first instinct was George Kittle because he is a psychopath uh, army head wrestler dude who is just like really gung ho. And kind of like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, wasn't there an episode of The Simpsons where it was like, um, what's that? What's that? A car game where you like try not to run over the people? Car game where you try not to run over yeah. the people. That yeah. doesn't sound like a car game. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's like one of the oldest, like, you're driving the car and then people are randomly, like, walking out. It's, yeah. But is the Simpsons version where they actually try to murder all the people? Road rage? Road rash? Not Frog. road rage. What did you say, Joel? Frog. No, I'll think of it. Shoot. Grand, okay. Grand Turismo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto? Oh, Grand Theft Auto. You definitely, you definitely try to run what? over people in that scene. That's, that's the goal, is to run over people? You don't, the you don't goal want to avoid is... the people. That's... <laughs> but then you steal cars, and then there's, like, guns involved, right? Yeah. Oh, yep. right, yeah. That's Grand that's Theft Auto, yeah. Okay, anyway. I mean, if you run over the people... See, we always played the game where you're just trying to commit as many crimes as you can as quickly as possible. I guess if you want to win the game, you don't want to run over people. But that would be a pretty quick way to <laughs> as many crimes as possible. Right, right. <laughs> you just run over as many people as possible, and then the cops come after you, and you just, like, go last stand with your flamethrower and grenade launcher and then die. Right, and that's then... what I think of when I think of George Kittle, so. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes, he's got the sideshow Bob Hale. Yeah, that guy is Sideshow Bob, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. I think Patrick Mahomes might be a sadist, honestly. See, you said that before. Why do you think this? I just, he has a, he has like a dead stare, you know? It's like there's no life in his eyes. I feel like he looks like the kid who like really beat up younger kids and then made them not say anything about it. You know what I mean? See, I feel like he was more of a nerd who then, like, was a scrawny kid and then got real big all of a sudden, like, junior year. Well, his dad was a baseball player. Oh, yeah. He was almost that. a baseball player. Yeah, he was almost a baseball player. Right. He played for the Twins for 12 years or something. Right, his dad did. Yeah. And Mahomes played in, co- no, high school? I don't know if he ever played in college. He was drafted. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but he didn't go, obviously. Okay, so did either of you actually watch the game? Yes. Yeah, I watched the game. Well, what are your what are your impressions? What are your hot takes? Hmm. Um, I actually got kind of annoyed because uh, the 49ers were doing a really great job, looked super consistent. The Chiefs were sucking dicks. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they could come back and score twenty one points 
in six minutes. In six minutes. And I just was like, you know, if you can fucking do that, like, what's the point? <laughs> like, totally why agree. were you down in the first place? Like, what is, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. The San Francisco's defense looked really good for a big chunk of that game. And yeah. I thought that was going to be their strength. But then it all kind of fell apart there at the end. Yeah, I don't really know why. Do you think uh, they just got tired? I think they got tired. I think they got less aggressive. And I think that I... I blame Jimmy G. I, I'm putting a lot of the blame on this loss on Jimmy G's shoulders. Yeah. Even as handsome as he is. Just for that. I was putting him right on his handsome shoulders. Exactly. He could not carry them on his handsome shoulders. Because in the fourth quarter, I'll try to look it up, it wasn't just the interception. They went like three and out, interception, three and out, or something like that in, at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And he had... Especially that one throw where he had an open receiver for a touchdown. Right. And he just overthrew him. So I think I think the uh mo you know you know who Jimmy G is? Jimmy G is a game manager. That's who Jimmy G is. Which I think is the best, you know, backhanded compliment you can give an NFL player, quarterback. Yeah, I think Jimmy G has gotten a lot of unwarranted publicity this year. I feel like he is not that great of a quarterback, but his team, uh-huh. like, pushed him along the whole way. And he had, like, a couple of good moments throughout the season. And that like so damn handsome. And he's so damn handsome. Oh, well, damn I think that, you know, they a lot, a lot was asked of him in this game. Like, they were saying that in the first two games of the playoffs, he threw the ball a total of, like, 20 times. Mm-hmm. And they just ran two games. And, like, yeah. he was throwing the ball a lot in this game. Yeah. From the beginning. So, a lot was kind of asked of him. And I, my t- a takeaway I had of this game was, and not to say that this played a major factor in the outcome of the game, but I thought that the refs sucked. Oh, you did? They blew a lot of calls, I thought. Yeah. There was that, that big phantom offensive pass interference on San Francisco at the end of the first half. Right. I remember that one. What else do you remember? There was like well, a delay of game call <laughs> that they could have made, but they didn't. It, oh, they yeah. They should have made. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, big Big missed call there. There was a couple inter- that one, interferences that they didn't call that were pretty major. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that guy scored a touchdown. Yeah, that one was pretty. Oh, which one was that? Uh, I think it was Hill. I think it was Tyreek Hill running for the corner yeah, of the end zone. Martin. But I think he stepped out of bounds before the ball went over the broke the plane. And I thought that there was, like, sufficient video evidence to overturn that call, and they didn't. But if they hadn't called it a touchdown initially, then they probably wouldn't have overturned it either, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I thought it was poorly officiated, to like, in the most polite way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah refs fucking suck, man. No matter what, the refs fucking suck. Yeah. Um. But hey, how about Andy Reid? I feel good for that guy finally winning the Super Bowl. 
I'm just impressed he didn't have a heart attack. Right. <laughs> that was his big win right there. <laughs> Did you catch what he said after the game? Like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go eat the biggest cheeseburger ever. Did he say that? Yeah. No way. No, he really said that. Oh, man. One of the guys we were watching the game with was talking about how every single time the Super Bowl is over, they always talk about going to Disney World. Like, what are you going to do now? I'm going to Disney World. Yeah, that's some kind of, like, contractual obligation. I don't know why. They have to say that. Yeah, they might have to say that. Well, I think that Disney pays them a shitload of money if they say that. Yeah, uh, they definitely gave, like, a gift to some kind of, uh, like, in honor of the NFL. Like, Make-A-Wish, uh, I think they gave, like, a million dollars to or something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mahomes was MVP. What did they give him? Did he get some kind of, like, pickup truck or anything? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Does he also, need a new pickup truck? game, I thought. Right, exactly. I think there's there's definitely a bias in favor of quarterbacks because he played like shit until the last six minutes of that game, like you guys said. And then he still gets to be game MVP. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. it was just because of that one like giant Hail Mary that somehow worked out. Yeah. Agreed. And man, even in the first half though, when things weren't going right for him, he had two or three passes. That still made me, like, gasp at how good he is at that job. Yeah. I I feel like Jimmy G had a couple of pretty good passes early on that I was like, oh, man, that's that's good. Yeah, but he's no Pat Mahomes. That was my takeaway from this game. Yeah. 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 I mean, nobody was ever really talking about Jimmy G as a Pat Mahomes. They were really stressing the defense. Right. And that's why I still thought it was weird that they went away from the run game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I think well, they, they should. There were a couple times when they did run it in the fourth quarter and it was just like super easy and they just like ran right through the defense and it was like, oh, that was great. Just do that a bunch. Try that again. Yeah. <laughs> that's been working literally the entire playoffs. Why did you stop? Right. Yeah. Uh, the, it could be that the coach just psyched himself out. Well, he was the offensive. Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons in that Super Bowl against the Patriots. Oh no, really? <laughs> yes. Well, I guess the offense didn't really blow that game, but even right. still, <laughs> that's tough. That's a tough pill for that guy to swallow. Uh, that's the. This is. Uh, this. Loss is tied with three other games for second biggest blown lead in Super Bowl history. And, of course, that other Super Bowl is number one. Right. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny that even though they weren't playing for probably the first time ever, both Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were still there. <laughs> no, they were there for some kind of Hall of Fame thing. But I know, but they, they still, like, managed to be there, you know? That's what I'm saying is, like, what the fuck? They're still fucking well, there. <laughs> and then Belichick gets booed by the Kansas City crowd and just flashes his Super Bowl rings at them. Like, that was a pretty A-troll game right there by Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. Good dick. <laughs> hey, have you guys seen that Aaron Hernandez documentary yet? No, I have not. Yeah. Sam, yeah. 
We've talked about it. We should watch it. Have you seen it? Yeah, we watched it last week. Is it super depressing? Right. Uh, it's it's more scary, I would say. Like, he was super evil. Right. Mm. And, like, yeah, it probably has something to do with CTE, but I also think he was just kind of a fucked up guy. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think it was all brain injury. Connecticut, I think. Yeah. It's but like it was weird because they kind of... They did a fair amount of talking about the Patriots in it because that was his team. And um, who's the manager or the owner of the Patriots? Robert Kraft. Yeah, yeah. He, like came and and like spoke at the guy's trial and everything. And oh, Robert Tug Kraft. Yeah, yeah, like, Robert Kraft. I mean, we've talked about Robert Kraft occasionally on this podcast. He's up to some weird things. Yeah, what with his. His, his, you know, visiting the Asian massage parlors of South Florida. Yeah. Oh, damn. I bet he was at the Super Bowl, too, since it was in Miami. Shit. Did he live in Miami? No, that's no, where I... his massage parlors are. That's where his massage parlors are. <laughs> so he's in there, baby. Damn, I bet there was lots of... I mean, I guess this isn't funny, but there was probably a lot of sex crime going on the, after the Super Bowl. Yeah. The whole, like, uh, award awarding of the trophy at the end made me really uncomfortable because it was just, what? like, another random-ass white rich dude that nobody knows oh. Oh, making yeah. like, a big speech about God and religion and, and like, uh-huh. a really intense accent. I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. I do. I, I want to do this. Sam, we got to yeah. do this because I want, we need this. I want to do, I've been talking about this for a while, doing a series of B blocks on the shittiest sports teams owners in professional oh, yeah. sports. Yep. Because there's a lot of them, because they're all like b- billionaires who either inherit all their money and are like giant man children or. <laughs> made all this money and then buy these teams as like like you buy a yacht you know right so status you know? thing e- exactly and either way it's very rarely good yeah that's yeah. what you guys doing right now right like money corruption and stuff you should well, right well we should get him because he keeps posting about that um uh uh what's it called sports stadium that new building in Pawtucket. Oh, yeah. If yeah. I was a billionaire, I would definitely buy a sports team. Sure. Yeah. But I probably, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't buy a yacht, you know? Well, you'd have to buy someone to drive your yacht. I would just probably, like, rent a yacht every so okay. often when I felt like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, why, you'd have to... why rent one when you can just buy one and, like, forget that you own it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I just don't think that I would do that. I I think I, I would love the sea, but like maybe I'd get a smaller boat. Yeah, I think I would uh, be a really great mega billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Me <laughs> too. <laughs> you just, just keep buying yachts. Things Oh, Jeff Be- Bezos was at the Super Bowl also, tweeting oh. selfies of himself hanging out with Lizzo. Yeah. So really? 
Oh my God. I, fuck you people. God damn. I hate all of you. I bet you Bezos uh, does not know how the game of football is played. Definitely not. You know what I mean? Like that guy just, just, he just does not know how to play football or like any of the rules, right. I bet. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just being like, when did they invent the forward pass? Right. <laughs> Lizzo, do you know? <laughs> Lizzo, do you know? She just tells him to shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> like, I'm your new biggest fan. God damn it. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we want to talk about these headlines? We got about six minutes left of this. Uh, yeah, let's blast through them, shall we? Let's blast through them, yeah. Because this, this is some prime dump on the ump territory here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. me, right? I forgot. You, okay. <clears throat> Moving on to the NHL, a rarely touched topic on this podcast. Right. Uh, Gritty has been exonerated. Beloved Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty, was accused on November 17th of punching a 13-year-old boy. The complaint stated that after the boy took a picture with the mascot, with the mascot he playfully patted Gritty on the head, after which Gritty stood up, ran as fast as he could, and punched the boy in the back. <laughs> the complaint uh, was made, was uh, figured out by the press apparently on December 31st, which is no excuse for us not reporting on it or knowing about it before now. Right. We're sorry right. about that. Um, however, the police conducted an investigation, which is now closed, and con- concluded that there was absolutely no evidence of the incident ever happening. So the question is to you guys is, do you think it was actually Justin Turner who punched that kid in the back at the Flyers <laughs> game? Okay, hold up, hold up, wait, wait, wait. Marin, do you yeah. know about Gritty? I don't know anything about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> don't Google, know. don't say anything, don't say anything, just go, image Google Gritty real quick. NHL Gritty. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys have talked about this guy before. Yeah, okay, yeah. you know who we're talking about, right? Yeah. Now, just, just I, Google image Gritty and Justin Turner. Just do yeah, that first and then get an image, and, and you'll see what we're talking about here. Before you answer no, this question. Oh, yeah. He's a baseball player. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. So I liked this tweet earlier today by uh, Michael Whitney, who was writing about this. He says, I still adore that at no part of this whole story has... <laughs> Any, hold on, sorry, has any reporting indicated that there is a human inside of the costume? <laughs> All stories <laughs> treat... <laughs> treat Gritty as a sentient being itself. <laughs> and he's retweeting CBS Philadelphia on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Gritty's so great. It's, uh, the, well, the, the team, team has like refused to release the identity of the guy wearing right. the mascot costume. Oh, With good reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh man. So how was he? So how was he exonerated? Because they said it was more of a. So the boy patted Gritty on the head, and then <laughs> Gritty yeah. just. <laughs> the the 
the complaint said that the father filed the complaint and said that his son patted Gritty on the head and then Gritty stood up from his chair, ran after the kid and punched him as hard as he could right in the back. <laughs> and he said his son got a bruise on the back and he had like some chiropractor documents stating that his son got a bruise on the back. Uh-huh. A bruise on That's... the back? Does Gritty, are his hands exposed? No. But that's what I'm saying. It's like maybe it's Justin Turner. Right. Because that's like, you know, a few inches of fuzzy fleece. I feel like it would be, you'd have to punch real hard to leave a bruise. Wait, Sam, are you saying that it wasn't even Justin Turner dressed up as Gritty? It was just Justin Turner? (laughs) Right. He was at the game. Some kid patted him on the head. He punched the kid in the back. And the kid, the entire time, thought that he was talking to the mascot. Uh-huh. Actually, actually, like he's like, "Oh, can I get a picture of you?" And Justin Turner's like, "Yeah, I'm a famous person. Like, he wants a picture with me." Right. And then the kid pats him on the head. He punches the kid, and at no point <laughs> did he realize that the kid thought he was gritty the entire time until after this news story broke. That's so you say gritty was gritty was framed. Yeah, so it's just well, it's like a case of mistaken identity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or yeah, Justin like Turner just got really me. sick of all the memes, and so he hops on a plane to Philadelphia, even though he's from LA, and just is like posing to cause some mischief. To yeah. like, <laughs> or he's there as Mike Trout's guest because Mike Trout is a huge Philadelphia sports fan. Right. Probably. But all I'm saying is that, like, you know, he probably read that story and was like, oh, yeah, I did punch a kid in the back at that Flyers game. Right. Right. He comes to after being blacked out for three days straight. Right. It's like, did I punch a kid in the back? (laughs) At a Philadelphia Flyers Flyers game? (laughs) I did. Ah, shit. All right. All right, moving on. Okay. Last thing. Then we guys quit. All right. Um, okay. uh, Real quick, last thing. Uh, the White Sox are back, baby. This one's for you, Joel. Oh, White Sox. And how do we know? Because the scam artists are back too. I didn't realize that scam artists and White Sox went hand in hand. Um, the South Chicago scam town. Scam town. Okay. On Friday, the Chicago Sun-Times reported that three Chicago land men were charged in an alleged scheme to fraudulently sell thousands of tickets to White Sox games between 2016 and 2019. They figured them out because thousands of people didn't go to White Sox games between 2016 (laughs) and 2019. Two former sick ticket sellers and White Sox employees, William O'Neill and James Costello, both of New Lenox, Illinois, have been charged with sports with, along with sports broker Bruce Lee. Not that Bruce Lee. What if it is? It's a different Bruce Lee in a scam to illegally sell uh, eight Hundred and sixty-eight thousand three hundred nine, uh, three hundred sixty-nine dollars worth of oh. tickets over four seasons. Eight hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars worth of tickets. Eight hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars worth of tickets over four seasons. Question: Is this going to be the plot line for our next season of Dump on the Ump True Detective? <laughs> I think so. I think we th- there's going to be more to this plot. 
than we know because it has to do with the cloned grandchild of Bruce Lee hanging out with the clearly Irish Southside Mafia, Costello and O'Neill, ah. scamming people out of White Sox tickets. And then there's going to be Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and Gritty all hanging out. In the, in exactly. The Bill Belichick yes. is from Chicago. So that makes totally sense. He could tie yeah. into this story very easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now that you say it, Sam... They clearly uncovered the scam because people are now buying White Sox tickets and these guys can't just steal thousands of tickets that nobody cared about from 20... That's ex- you're absolutely right. That must have been what happened. Someone in upper management was like, what the hell? We had like 10,000 tickets missing. All of a sudden... Yeah, all of a sudden. Because I was reading about it, the way they were doing it was they were, st- like, every employee is allowed so many free tickets per season. And these two dudes, O'Neill and Costello, were going around stealing other people's free employee IDs or employee IDs and using those to get their free tickets. Because those employees obviously were not using those tickets. Because why the hell would you want to take your family to see a shitty 58-win team? Right. Also, they work there. Like, also, are they going to go back on their day off? Right. Get, get what you get to do during your day off. Go back to the Good office. Work. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to mention this headline. Because I think we're going to get to the bottom of this also. And yeah. Bill Belichick definitely has something to do with it. Whoever is inside Gritty, or maybe Gritty has actually transcended reality and become a sentient being in our world. <laughs> they actually uh, just found him, like, down by the docks in Philadelphia. He's, like, been living off, like, discarded fish heads for thousands of years. <laughs> like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Explains everything. He's even made it out of belt. So, <laughs> you, you want to be the mascot for a hockey team? Do a crash Sasquatch. <laughs> Get over here. Oh man, that's what they should do. Like, actually get Sasquatch to be the mascot for the team. Right, like the real, the real Sasquatch. The real Sasquatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Or just hire uh, uh, Justin Turner. Right. In the off season. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, season six, episode five. This is the A Block. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. I was going to say there's no more football, but you know what starts up next week? Oh, yeah. Shit, we XFL! XFL! <laughs> yep. We could do that on the people. Like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking XFL. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks so much. Check us out on Apple iTunes. Again, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Thanks, Sam and Marin. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening and a pleasant, pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna be still